Blog Talk Radio. Aloha. Welcome to Dances with Films, Episode 2. We are going to review some films here, obviously. Uh, some shorts and a couple of features. We want to thank Dave Robertson. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. And Annie Jeeves, of course, our friend of a couple years now. She's helped us with uh, different festivals and actually helped us with Dances with Films last year. Uh, that was a really cool lesson in, you know, well, you should always be nice to people, but uh, I remember uh, there was uh, Palm Springs Festival was right after, and it was kind of cool because Annie was had some business in Palm Springs. Well, I guess that was a few years ago. And so you kind of got to know and beware that people remember who you are. So you should always be nice, but uh, they'll remember the next time they're doing something with you, and it'll be helpful both ways. So I, I want to tell one more funny story about that uh, before I bring on our guest, who's going to be reviewing the films and discussing Dances with Films. Uh, I had the same thing happen with Vancouver at a National Film Festival. Nothing against them. Uh, I love them. Great festival. Uh, just they're so they remind actually they remind me a lot of dances with films. Nothing but good people, fun times, great locations. And uh, I was trying to find out when the press date was to not get an astronomical airplane ticket. And a PR rep who will remain nameless messaged me and said they had mistaken me for like a really on accident pushy. Uh, press member because they were labeling me with American press. And so she had to tell them, oh, no, he's cool. Let him on the list. So that's another story with sometimes you have to control your passion. But also uh, we thank that PR rep because that was just, I thought it was hilarious that she just happened to hear a conversation about me. So with that, Dances with Films, we kick off episode two with reviews of couple of shorts, couple of features. Uh, there's um, the uh, one to introduce Sharon. How are you today? Good. How are you doing, Paul? Good, good, good. Now, so you guys know, when you're looking at the screen, I am going to add a film we're going to be talking about called Mel- Melting Stars, especially because it's from a Vancouver filmmaker and that's my favorite place, and Vancouverites are my favorite people. So we will be getting, we will talk about that today, and then add it to the list. So uh, subculture, of course, is Jason Cartland. He's our uh, good buddy. Very, you know. Sometimes Sharon and I talk about this, and uh, Sharon's one of the executive producers, and. I've had conversations with this with some of the other producers. Sometimes we really just sit back and we're not being into ourselves, but we just trip out how many people it takes uh, to do this and how many filmmakers have to be supportive and uh, show us their work and trust us to see their work sometimes before it's released. Uh, so it's not just, um, you know, it's just, it's, it's fun like that. So Jason has been a guy who I've, I, 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 interviewed him for another publication and then he came along and was supportive of the show. He was on the 200th episode and then also three skeleton key, uh, is not directed, uh, 
Uh, God, I should have his name written down, Andrew. I apologize to you, Andrew. Uh, this is, but you know, I know Marcus. He's mellow. Uh, Marcus Mizell is the producer. Marcus came on a few times for his feature. He was also our landmark 75th guest, which when we had our 75th guest, I wasn't being negative, but I certainly didn't think we'd be in, into the 200s already. And then Sharon, what are the two feature films you're going to uh, review? Uh, the two feature films today will be The Midnighters, written and directed by Julian Fort, and Eliza Sherman's Revenge, written and directed by Gregory Fitzsimmons. Okay, so then who wrote and directed Skeleton Key so we can clear up this Marcus Mizell thing? Problem. Let me get that for you. Written. Three Skeleton Key is written and directed by Andrew Hammer. Okay, that's us. I wanted to say, I was thinking Heimer, so that's why I didn't say his last name. Uh, But that's another cool thing for those of you that are new to the show, because every festival we know brings us new supporters of the filmmaker. Uh, Every filmmaker that has a film reviewed or comes on is is welcome back. So that's why Marcus, uh, we had him on for his feature, and Jason, and... Uh, also, a lot of filmmakers, the coolest thing is, Sharon, um, and this is in the spirit of Dances with Films, this is exactly what they do. I can't even count how many good connections I've made there, is that we've created this space for uh, meeting filmmakers and filmmakers that want to support a show and a show that wants to support them back. So uh, that's kind of why I wanted to cover Dances with Films, because they're doing what we do. Um, well, for me, it's so, always such an honor to take a look at different films and different artworks and see different perspectives. Whether it be fictional, non-fictional, you can usually find some kind of real-life basis for all films. For me, it's just an honor to be a part of all of this. No, definitely. Yeah, I agree. It's uh, so, so with that... I I reviewed Subculture, so you guys can go in the archives and check out Subculture. I reviewed it for CineQuest. And uh, so if you want to hear my take on it, you can go in the archives. But uh, today, uh, Sharon, go ahead and uh, fire away with Subculture. Again, Subculture directed by Jason Cartlian. Subculture was an enjoyment for me. I love this. Um, definitely not one of your run-of-the-mill comedies. It's going to take more than one watching for this one, so I'm going to prepare you for that now because every time you watch this film, you're going to watch it the first time and be like, wow, that may have been this way or this way. Go back and rewatch it because you will be able to pull something else from this film. I would say at least three different times because each time you'll pull something. I love this film. Um, it also shows different how life can be from different perspectives. It's another reason I say watch it more than once because you will see, hey, if I look at it from this perspective, it's how life is this way. Oh, well, it can be this way. And the way that it works in the comedy, it, it's just really well done, and I've really enjoyed it. You know, it's it's interesting that you say that, Sharon, because um... – well, that was exactly what I said. And, and the tough thing <laughs> here is that festival people just get that Sunday at 2 o'clock screening. So they don't, 
unfortunately, I don't have the opportunity the way Jason, you know, doesn't care if we watch it 50 times. And so it's uh, it's a film that I, I tell people, uh, I think it would, I think it would fall under one of those where C and then it would just be a fun conversation to see what you, what you got out of it. Um, because it's really, like you were saying, it took you would three have times a different to... perspective, a different view of how they had a different take on it. It would definitely be a conversation piece. It definitely yeah, would. It was, I see your point that on that the, one. That was the thing with me was at first I, I, I was just, I knew I wasn't supposed to get it, which, which it's just, if you, um, it's just, if you know, Jason, you know that his sensibilities are, I don't want to say off like he's off, but you just know you're getting something that's totally unique. Like his feature was just... Um, Honestly, I love the dark undertones of the dark humor, should I say. I yeah, love the undertones yeah. of the dark humor. And for me, it's not that far. I've seen a lot worse. So I totally oh, yeah, loved not, it. Yeah, I, yeah. I would, yeah. Everyone does. It's it's just a dark humor, and it's a it's a style that Jason has. And and I actually thought, you know, for me, I think it, it like you know, like you were saying, Sharon, it takes a few times. I think that's kind of a harder, better film to make that you don't just get everything the first time. So, uh, subculture. If you want to just give it a tagline or some words, and then we'll move into three skeleton key. Sounds good to me. Um, now, do you want to give any words? Words, just one of those is going to be a definite conversation piece. So if you're ever going to have a party or something, have a bunch of you watch it, sit down, and then later on just let it fly. Just have everybody's perspective, and you'll just get a real feel for people. Okay, cool. And just so you guys know that I, I know Jason that will come to your town. Uh, he's, I think this was its, this was its LA premiere, but like its fifth festival. That guy is the, in a good way, just the ferocious marketer. I'm, I'm actually wearing a T-shirt of his film right now. I should, uh, and so it's, it's actually just, it's. I love watching that guy at events. Uh, so Three Skeleton Key, all I know is it's pro- produced by our friend Marcus Mizell, and now it's time for Sharon to do the talking. Well, as I said, it's written and directed by Andrew Hammer. Uh, this falls under the line of suspense and horror. I definitely would call it a new age Hitchcock. Um, it'll honestly leave you wanting more. The ending was a bit from my own personal nightmare, but you'll have to watch it in order to see what I'm talking about on that one. But overall, I loved it for a real short film. It was really good. About how long was it? It was honestly maybe 10 to 15 minutes, but it honestly just leaves you wanting more. And you're really seeing you're thinking about Hitchcock in the back of your mind as you're watching it because it is that suspense. It is that horror. It does leave you wanting more. And you're sitting there on the edge of your seat going, uh, uh, um, 
but you'll see what I'm saying when you watch the film. It's a definite must-see for that. And it's only a few minutes long. So mind you, if it can do all of that for you in a few minutes, that's the mark of an excellent film right there. Well, that's the thing with where uh, I, I guess I didn't mention it. We're here today discussing Dances with Film 20, Fiercely Independent is their slogan. And so this is a this is definitely a milestone for them. And this is the fourth year that I've uh, been a part of Dances with Film, third with, uh, second or third with this show. And so this is one of those festivals you know, every festival has a standard. Every festival has, obviously, I'm not going to, you know, point out festivals or say anything, but what I will say is is that you have your Dances with Films, Newport Beach, Palm Springs Shorts, CineQuest, Vancouver, where, like, the absolute piece of shit film is good. It, it's just that it's maybe not your taste. But you'd still be like, yeah, I'd recommend it to someone, or I would just say, hey, it might not be your taste. So to even be in dances with films, uh, I'll I'll tell filmmakers, you know, don't don't really it it doesn't really matter how the award ceremony turns out. It doesn't really matter, you know, other than I think they have an Oscar qualifying award to be put in the lotto for a short film or whatever. Uh, which which to me, you know, art's not even about winning an Oscar. But anyways, I understand people that want to do it for that. So, uh, but some of these festivals, it, it just it's like a party. It's like if somebody even invited you, you should be happy. So, uh, with that, I want to lead into we were going to have her on the show, and then there was a, a a technical glitch with the studio, and we couldn't have her on, but. Melting Stars, please tell me all about this because I'm, like I said, I'm behind anything that's Vancouver and I, I was just totally bummed we couldn't have a Vancouver filmmaker on. Well, it would have been so interesting to have her on because this is coming in, Melting Stars is honestly coming in at the United Nations Open Ocean Conference Week. This film is a disturbing look at the impact of SSADV. It's a C-star-associated densovirus, which is honestly having making C-stars melt. And they're just looking at what impact it's having. And what's really disturbing all of, about all of this, global warming. So to have this come on now when we... They're having the whole ocean, United Nations Ocean Conference. We just know about our president walking away from the whole France thing. I think this is really important for people to watch because it'll show exactly what's going on with our environment and how everything's falling apart and because of us as humans and what we're doing to the environment. And now we need to start going well, yeah. back and looking at how to fix this. What we're doing to the environment, the fact that the president is even who it is. But I'm not Howard Stern, so I don't have the blessing to say what I really want to say right now because we have to respect dances with films and many other filmmakers. So uh, continue. I will always take my polite jabs, but go ahead, Sharon. So you're saying, <laughs> continue with what you're saying. Uh, I was 
honestly, nobody You're talking about what sister and thinks about sea stars, but see, this film shows what sea stars signify for the rest of the environment, what's going to happen if this keeps going on. It, it definitely ties with everything that's going on right now with political things on the environment. So definitely a must on this one. And I'm pretty It'll... sure this was the world premiere. The, the problem is I, I can't keep five press releases up on the screen at one time, but I'm very sure that's what it was because um, I know that the filmmaker was down here for a couple of days. Uh, the Dances with Films, before we go into the two features, uh is actually held in the Man's Dix Theater, which actually is in the building where the Oscars are held. So what's really cool is is that if you walk out the door, you see the entrance of where they go in for the Oscars. And if you go down at the bottom, you see this huge old musical staircase. And on each side of the staircase, they've built these columns and on on each column, they have the year and the best picture winner since 1927 till last year. Then when you walk oh, back so down cool. the stairs, oh, it's amazing because it's fun because you can go there with other people and like be like, what year were you born in? And so it's every film since 1927 until obviously Moonlight just got added. But then what's crazy is, is that when you turn around and go down the stairs, They've built it all the way till I think it's the year 2080. And so it's this, yeah, it's this weird exhibit because I remember, uh, and again, Dances with Films is held here, so it shows you what a prestigious place and festival this is. But I I have to tell people about this piece of art. Because you get to go through, you get to see your movies, you go with the movie lover, you get to have your little debate, whether that should have won or this should have won. Or, and when you're walking back and all the years are empty, what's kind of weird is, is not in a morbid way, but you start to get to that point where you're like, well, I, won't, I was born in 1979. I won't be alive in 2079. So... Uh, I remember I was walking with my dad and my dad was going, oh, I'd be 65, oh, I'd be 70. And then he didn't want to say, I'll probably be dead. And I didn't want to think about that, you know. But what was what was really funny was, was we got to the end of the thing and neither of us were sad about that conversation or him having to say, be gone, or me having to look up and be like, okay, I, I if I don't make 65, I'll be gone. There was this feeling like, we won't know what one best picture that that would be. Well, not like. just one best picture. Can you imagine you're going through all of that and you're seeing how far a film has come? Can you imagine how far it'll be by yeah, that no, point? Exactly. That, was, that was the thing see. my dad was saying. He was like, what, what will movies even be in the year 2070? And it's like, none of us will know. So it's like this, it, it's just, I just thought it was a really cool art exhibit. I mean, it got you thinking every way that a film does. So, Please check that out when you go to Dances with Films. You you cannot miss it. It's where everybody's taking pictures because, you know, if you don't have a picture of where Bradley Cooper's walked by an ice cream shop, you're not living yet. 
So with that, we'll move into the features, the Midnight. Uh, thank you again, Dave, Midnighters. for sending us that. The Midnighters. Yeah, the Midnighters. Uh, fire away, Sharon. The Midnighters. Pardon me, little blub right there. The Midnighters was written and directed by Julian Ford. Now, to tell you, this guy, is. this has been his first film, his first time writing and directing. And to tell you the truth, it's excellent. Beyond, I don't even know what to say for a first-timer. I was really floored to know that this first time ever done a film. What um, genre was it? Definitely, pardon me? What genre was it? Um, this goes into the genre of... Hmm. I want to say robberies. It has one of those. It has some twists to it. It's definitely going to be a twist at the end. You think it's taking you one way. You're going to think you fully have it figured out because it's a robbery. It goes into how life has turned out for this father and son relationship, the in jail, the son was on the outside, and the impact this has had in the relationship. So it goes to show that, but it goes further because you'll see how they go into doing this robbery, but it'll totally take you on a total twist. You'll be totally floored. And and did uh shoot. I I assume, you know, Dance with Films likes a lot of first-time filmmakers because the other cool thing that Dances with Films does, it was actually an idea that they kind of sparked in my mind because I attended there there before I started this show, was that they have where they love, well, every, you know, every festival does, but they really pay special attention to uh, having alumni back. So if you're in, say, year 10 and you come back in year 15, you know, uh, they'll acknowledge you uh, and mention you. And they have some that have been in like five times. So I I remember hearing that idea and thinking that uh, that would be a really cool thing to do. And that's what you should be doing. I mean, of course, you got to have fresh content, but you want to keep that relationship and keep people remembering. So that's what's nice about Dances with Films is that when you come back to it, uh, there's people that you at least met two years ago or three years ago or last year. And so it's it, it really is kind of like a family reunion without the arguing. Um, <laughs> so with we always family sentence, reunions to go that way. Yeah. Family, shmamly. So we 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 got a film from Annie who was the one that got us the audience awards film festival that we sent Jessica to. As I said, I've worked with Annie on festivals and just screeners. Um, so Eliza Sherman's revenge. And thank you, Annie, for inviting us out to that green carpet event and understanding that the little talking pictures dog was decapacitated, but with that, Eliza Sherman's Revenge, and back to you, Sharon. Eliza Sherman's Revenge was written and directed by Gregory Fitzsimmons. This movie is one of those, it's a superhero movie, yes, but it's nothing, 
definitely not one of those run-of-the-mill average superhero movies at all. And I loved it. It's one of those off-the-wall comedies that it's a, it takes, at the same time, it's a hilarious look at how to take responsibility for one's own actions. I sat there for her powers. I honestly sat there going, she gets it. She, as I said, this isn't one of those, hey, I'm Superman, I'm all powerful. She still has a human quality to her, which is another part that I love with this movie. It's not over the top being superhero. It's being still superhero hero and at the same time superhuman. And so is this just pure action or is this kind of like a comedy where Oh no, powers? this is an action. Um this is definitely comedy. She does have powers is what I'm gonna say on that one, but it's more of taking a look at action. Um now, I, now I'm no, sorry. I, I couldn't I, say. I, I, I'm sorry, Sharon. I do have to throw out one quick apology. Uh, my 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 computer went into security mode and locked me out of my account, and that's where I had all the press releases for these. So I should have said that in the beginning because I don't want any of you to think that we're unprepared or that I didn't know what I was talking about. It's simply that I can't get to them to read the specifics of if this is premiere, when they're going on. So thankfully, Sharon had some info. I emailed her. So again, Annie, I want to let you know I did get that info, but I'm working out of the guest account right now. So um, Yeah, we so. had some major technical difficulties, but like the old saying is, the show must go on. So yeah, that's what well, we did. That, yeah, yeah. That's uh, okay. So with Eliza Sherman's revenge, um, would you can would you compare it in any way to how the, this big Wonder Woman thing that's going on? Not in the slightest, like Wonder Woman or anything like that. It's not like she's one of these over muscled. Hey, I mean, everywhere superheroes. She just is almost a run-of-the-mill type of person like you and I. She's not like even uh, like how Superman is with Clark Kent. She's literally well, see, there like some, there was, how all of us would be. There was some known there was some known actors in that film because I read the list, and that's why I apologize to Annie that I can't get to the press release because, oh, God, I've never sneezed on air before. I've said shit a lot of times, but I've never sneezed. Hold on. Um. Uh. <coughs> sorry. Sorry. Excuse. I have a list of the actors right here. If you would like it, Paul. Wait. What? I have your list right here of the God, actors. If you would sorry. like it. To all you filmmakers and the, and to dances with films. I'm so sorry. I'm like not sick or anything. Um. But whatever, we roll with it. It's jazz. Miles Davis made mistakes and became an icon, so I can sneeze if I want. Uh, okay, so uh, what I'm going to do is, Sharon, I'm just going to mention each film. You give it a grade. No grade is right or wrong. And then we'll head into the wrap. 
So Subculture, again, j- directed by Jason Cartland, short film playing the feature circuit, festival circuit. What's your grade? I'm going on a grading out of five stars. I give this one three and a half. Okay, three skeleton key. Three skeleton key gets a rating of four. Okay, the Midnighters, or no, Melting Stars. Melting Stars, four, once again. Okay, the Midnighters. The Midnighters is going to be a three and a half. Okay, and Eliza Sherman's Revenge. Four stars. All right. Well, we thank you all for joining us for Dances with Films. We thank Dances for Films with having us, for having us. We will have another Dances with Films episode. Uh, possibly be having a filmmaker on. It'll depend on schedules. Things are really tight with the show right now. Uh, but we will be doing another episode and, of course, a wrap. And fortunately, I'll be out there this Friday to uh, hang out with some filmmakers and possibly meet our reporter uh, Jennifer who covered Turner Classic Movies for us which is in the same building as Dances with Films so there's another one to mark on your list if you want to see some classic movies that are no longer obviously out there on the big screen mark this building down Dances with Films I thank you Jason, Mr. Marcus Mizell as always Dave and Annie, we appreciate all of this. And Sharon, any final words? All these films were my pleasure with you. I really enjoyed them all. And I hope people get out there and watch them. All right. Well, thanks for joining us today, everyone. And we will be talking to you soon. And remember, no matter what time of day it is, um... Make sure and watch a good movie, whether it's morning, afternoon, or evening, or whatever other time of day actually exists. Aloha.